welcome back to Call of Christmas the the very next day. Uh, can I get the three of you that are not Greta sleeping in her little shack to roll power rolls? I'm fine with a failure. I am sane. I'm the sanest man here. <laughs> Oof. Also, not, also not sleeping in Greta's, so. Well, you, you said the three of them that weren't Greta. Oh, there's three of them in there that aren't Greta. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it got me a little too. Now, like, there's no way there's just one person who's not Greta. So, therefore, right. head default. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm in good company. I knew what I meant. Fellow sanest man here. <laughs> Thank you, Cotton. <laughs> bow. Bow. Yes. No, pow, not bow. Ah, ah yes, indeed. How droll. Mm, quite. <laughs> Greta, what is the first thing that your guests see, hear, or smell as you are preparing for the day and they've had a rather fitful night's sleep? Maybe it's the accommodations. Maybe it's that smell that just kind of permeates everything. Maybe it's the dank. Who knows? Maybe it's somebody touching all of the fucking crosses like they're not supposed to, and now he is cursed forever. Do you remember those uh, old school alarm clocks that have the two ringers at the top that ring so loud and they vibrate like crazy and oftentimes fall off of the nightstand? I thought falling off the nightstand was a feature because then you had to get up to go get it. No, this one just bangs itself so loud. There's no musically to it, if that makes sense. It just sounds horrible and clangy and completely off-key, and it's just the worst noise in the world, and it goes off about a half an hour before sunrise. That's the sound you all wake up to. I think Daniel may have been awake beforehand but not wanting to get up because there's nothing to do just waiting for the first race of light to get started yeah that's fair why will groan and time is it he'll fumble for a my pocket watch that was letting the see pocket try to see what time it is it's gotta be what like 4.30 or something Oh, he tap is this, this right? Why? What's happening? If it persists, he'll go and investigate. I imagine Greta is up and about. We're getting up and about. Yes, Greta is up. She was up before her alarm, getting dressed. This is her normal routine. When the alarm goes, she just lets it ring. These children need to get up and get moving. They're lazy. One of them's very slothful. And she is now in her kitchen area, the common area, but over top of her little wood stove, making something bubbly and could be oatmeal. Not really sure. Uh, Cora's going to get up. Very tired. Um She'll assume Daniel's asleep since he hasn't moved. She's going to sneak out, go to the outhouse, and then get some water, uh, following the advice to get the soot out uh, so she can wash up before she goes to the school. And so begins your day. 
I like the idea that since Greta was up and already making breakfast, that when her alarm goes off, she's got to treat all the way back across the house, turn it off, to then go back about her business. Uh, Wyatt, do you try to go back to sleep, or are you going to be up? He's going to try to go back to sleep and, like, shove a pillow across his head. (laughs) This is nothing... I've always told me nothing good happens after midnight, and midnight don't end until around 10 a.m. the next day. That's fair. Well, Fred, what time do you think you're awoken? Does your travel log... Oh, you don't have that anymore. Some man's absconded with it. Uh, yes, the ruffian took it as payment for his guidance to the inn at Innsmouth with the Collinses. I am going to guess that... Sarah Collins will quietly knock on the door probably about 6 a.m. That sounds about right. And it'll be just a a tender wrapping that's saying just good morning. Breakfast will be served in 15 minutes before you hear shuffling of feet uh, continue down the hallway. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Although I was up far too late with not enough wine. Why did I leave France? And he'll get up. Because there's going to be a good breakfast. As you come down the stairs, you will begin to smell that good breakfast of sizzling bacon and eggs and uh, just the the beginning of a whistle of water boiling for tea or coffee. In front of you, there is a big table in the dining room with a, the large man last night holding up a newspaper and just casually reading it. He is, his hat is hanging over the the corner of his chair. You can see his bald head with three or four straight hairs sticking out of it. There are three other Chairs set at this table with placemats, not placement, with uh, place settings, forks, knives, the whole nine yards. One is immediately to his right. The other two are down towards the other end of the table. As you come into this little dining room, you'll hear the lovely voice of this woman, uh, presumably the, the gentleman's wife. Oh, good morning. So good of you to join us. Come sit, sit. She begins to bring over a uh, a kettle of water. Oh, yes, of course. Thank you. It's been uh, most most wonderful staying here. Um, which seat is mine? I will take this one. And he will find a spot slightly far away as possible from the large gentleman, which probably smell like rotten fish. You will notice that there is not so much the smell of rotten fish. However, there is an open window, and there seems to be some kind of uh, fragrance up supplied to this room. Something artificial. Pungent. Overpowering. Probably covering it up. Ah, well, that's not bad. She begins to pour you a little cup of tea, gives you big smiles. Breakfast will be just one moment. Isn't that right, Elijah? Say good morning. He just turns his paper and grumbles something into it that you can't quite hear. She just gives a little smile and begins to walk around and fills up his cup as well. 
Uh, Elijah, or, uh, Wilfred's going to take a artist's look at the people around this table. Um, he's got that thing in the back of his head saying, he's like, no, this would be, this would be something to draw later. Just keep, take, take a photo with your mind and then put it to the sketch paper later and just get it right this time. Her beaming smile, his bald head. It's something about the way that the light just shines off of the the top of the curve of his head. It's just there's something there. It's vexing. In the future, somebody might call it like a lens flare. Yes. As you're taking everything in, the woman comes over with a frying pan that's got some sizzling baking in it. She starts putting some on your plate and then she stops and she puts some on the empty plate next to the Mr. Elijah and then puts some on his plate. Only like two pieces on his plate, not loaded up like everybody else's plates. Well, we're guests. Goes back, comes back around with a, a skillet full of eggs just scrambled up in there. You see there's some onions and peppers. Really just going all out, just like in your travel log says. Oh, this is the best. Uh, and she's dishing. She's just, so what brings you to Innsmouth? I heard all about this wonderful town from a travel log that a compatriot wrote uh, some years ago. And... Uh, I'm, I'm actually from Kennebunkport up in Maine and I am an artist, you see, and I like doing landscapes and, uh, the seaside is one of my favorite muses. And when I saw the travel log that my friend Philip had written, uh, I just had to see, uh, the seaside of Innsmouth and the lighthouse and the fisheries and the docks and the, uh, the, the, gold refinery like there's something quaint about new england towns that i just have to put to canvas when you mention the travelogue and then follow up philip you see that she gets a a wry smile and then she goes back and gives you another little scoop of eggs onto your plate he was a very nice gentleman that came by here some time ago to to write such a beautiful piece in his little travelogue isn't that right, Elijah? Uh, she puts some eggs on his plate, on her plate. The other place setting is not receiving any food. Oh, were they not able to join us this morning? She pauses at the little stove that you can see through the door. And Elijah speaks up for the first time and says, checked out last night. Wilfred's about to respond to that. And then he stops and tilts his head and he remembers what he saw. And then just goes down, looks at his plate, says, really, this looks wonderful. I can't wait to dig in. And as he starts to do so, he wonders how the other three or four people, three people, three people, the other three people who are on the bus are faring. Surely they're having an equally wonderful breakfast in an equally wonderful house. How is their breakfast going? Well, she didn't make the imported local tea, just the crap tea that she uses every morning. And it is 
thick and strong. And she leaves the tea leaves in it. Water's lukewarm, probably, by the time they get to it. There's no sugar. So the oatmeal's just oats. Right, Wyatt will oversleep, and he feels when he's... He'll shamble down when the uh, breakfast for everyone else is over and, you know, get whatever cold bits he can. Coral, uh, pick at it, won't eat much of it. Uh, but then she'll make her excuses that she has to go and get ready to the schoolhouse. Thank you for the breakfast. Yeah, after Daniel went, sorry, after, sorry, after Cora went, uh, left the room, Daniel would have gone downstairs, uh, not downstairs, down to the, get some food that was cooking and uh i mean it's oatmeal it's not supposed to have much flavor to begin with so he'll eat up what is served to him without any fuss Mm, good boy that's a good boy clean your plate and need your strength yeah well um I'm not doing much, so I don't need too much strength. Going shopping and, you know, helping my sister out. Nothing like uh, the the fishing on the boat that I usually do. Mm. Drawn to water, is ya? That's nice. It's very nice. That's not some nice, good water around here. Yeah, it's a little cold to go for a swim, though. Pneumonia. That's what they say. I'll pr- I'll pray for you. Thank you. Thus begins your day in earnest. That's why it continues to sleep in. Because that's his lot in life. But Corey, you begin to head out. Mm-hmm. And you go looking for the schoolhouse. Uh, did you have a name for the person you're meeting there? No. All right, let me... Do the thing. Which is taking a while to load for some reason. There is a Ms. Peyton that you are supposed to be meeting at the schoolhouse. She's listed as the... uh, Would it be a principal or would it be just like a... I don't know what they would call them back in ye olden days. I don't know if they would call it... I don't know if it would be a principal or would it just be another... Some senior teacher, more or less. Yeah, a senior teacher or, you know, yeah, something like that. The matron of the school, perhaps? Mm. Ooh, a matron Peyton. (laughs) I like it. Uh, And this is who you are supposed to be meeting. And the schoolhouse is... a little bit of a smaller building than what you would have expected to have seen, given the uh, what you've been told about like this being a, a prosperous fishing town and that kind of thing. It's not much larger than where you guys grew up. Well, I mean, first jobs can't be too picky. Oh, no, you, no, you cannot. Um, do me a favor as you walk into this little schoolhouse and look around and start to take the place in. Do me a roll me like a, a spot hidden or anything else that you might think is appropriate. Oh gosh, I can't roll anything to save my life tonight. I mean, thankfully tonight <laughs> you don't need to worry about it. 
meet a big strong man to do the rolling for you. Right. These these digital dice are just so heavy. So you don't notice the lack of certain iconography that would have been popular in this era or other things. Just super excited to be here. Yeah. It's a little fancier on the inside, perhaps, than what you would have thought. It's not a big one-room schoolhouse. There's actually like a hallway, and there's seems to be two rooms, and then a uh, an office at the back. Um where there's an open door and you can see a a middle-aged woman over a desk just scribbling away on some ledgers or books. Uh, she'll kind of knock on the the door and hello, Ms. Peyton. She seems a little shocked and she looks up and she's got some curly hair. It's on the the shorter side. Um, she's wearing glasses. And she uh, smiles broadly at you. It's like, yes. Uh, Cora will match that big smile. She goes, I'm Miss Perkins. I'm I'm the new school teacher. Oh, wonderful. She'll put down her little pen and she'll go to get up. And you will see that she is heavily pregnant. Oh. It's like, come, come, sit. I'll put the kettle on. Thank you. And she'll. Sit down. She'll set her her bag down and cross her ankles. Back and she will smiling. Yep. And she will go about her little office and they have a little. Uh, I don't know. Did they have electric tea kettles back then, or it probably would be probably a, a stove to heat the, heat the building. Mm-hmm. There would be a stove. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she'll put that on the little stove there. That's. Uh, supplying the, the heat is much warmer in this room than it is in the rest of the building, probably because the children are here now. And she will uh, begin to make small talk with you, just job interview type questions. You've already gotten the job, but now it's a, a face-to-face conversation. Okay. Uh, is there anything in particular that you would either like to roll or ask or bring up in this? Uh, um, if it's interview type kind of stuff, uh, she's going to talk about having high marks in uh, library uh, sciences, Dewey Decimal. She knows the system down cold. Um, she's uh, taught at the, the church's uh, Sunday school. She's She can handle kids of any age. She's She's dealt with that. So, She's going to just try to talk her up. Even though she knows she has the job, she's still going to kind of keep selling herself as she can do this. Even though she's never done it before, she can do this. She can totally do this. Uh, is there anything you want to roll in this conversation? Uh, yeah, let's see. Let's see me fail this roll. Oh, I get, I got a success. I'm going to I roll charm. She is... Swayed by your well, your charms, your personality, your enthusiasm for this, and she more or less flashes back to when she was your age, and she first got into teaching and talks about how she's she's a local here, but uh, she did go away for schooling for some time, and then came back, and then 
you know, one thing led to another and here she is. And then, uh, she mentions the, the lady who you are replacing that, you know, she had a, a sudden thing come up and she had to retire. Um, well, I hope nothing serious. I hope she's well. Well, retirement, right? Hmm. Mm-hmm. We should all be so lucky to retire well and with people who well, love and care for us. Yes, yes. Um, hopefully one day I'll, I'll, I'll have a family and I can retire and take care of them. She gets a little smile over top of her little teacup with one hand resting on her uh, her very pregnant belly. Mm-hmm. Well, most of the men are currently out to sea, but I'm sure that we can find you someone. Oh, she's just going to beam. While the two of you are just chatting, chatting, chatting away. Greta, where do you take Daniel to go shopping down to the, the markets? Just to the closest market to the house. I don't really want to show him too much and I mean, he seems like a nice enough boy, but I don't need to get close. You tell him about anything, or are you just going over a grocery list? Nope, not even going over a grocery list. Just walking him to market, and then I'm buying some things, handing them to him. And Daniel will hold on to them in this awkward silence. Maybe try and start a conversation of, oh, what... uh what are you making? Are you making food tonight, or is it on us? Fish. Fish dinner, just for tonight. It should be good. Well, that sounds delightful. Daniel, would you like to roll spot hidden natural world, something along those lines, as you're going about the little market that's here? Man, I really do wish you guys would be better at rolling. Yeah, so would I. All right, well, you know, they got fish here. It smells like a fish market. They got people here that are just, you know, hacking off the heads, wrapping them in newspaper. Greta seems to move around as though she's very practiced at this. There's an occasional fish that goes flying past your head as it's just kind of tossed from one side to another. A lot of these people have that same peculiar kind of look that you saw on the bus driver. Saw on the those other passengers. That's just a local um, genetic stock or something, I guess. Something like that. Sure, it can't be anything else. Oh, I mean, you know, there's the Habsburg chin that was pretty famous, and this is just a Innsmouth look. Dun dun dun. <laughs> On the dramatic drop of the Innsmouth look, we cut over to Wyatt, who is waking up again in early morning. Can't seem to get a good night's sleep here. Bed's kind of lumpy. What's that smell? What are you getting up to in your day, Wyatt? Uh, well, it's going to get up. <laughs> Head downstairs, and uh, there's a little food around. He may 
Should have given much on and cold though it might be. And he will start the day. May head down to the local uh, tavern slash saloon hall slash you know boarding house, whatever you may call it. Down to where the local color is. Indeed. Sure. Out walking around, exploring this town. Uh in other fancier cities down in Mississippi along the river or on the coastline like Atlantic City. That's where people do their gambling and their drinking. So you head towards the water. Uh, are you, do you have anything that makes you familiar with? With water? Yeah. I'm just like looking to see if there's something for you to, to figure out any extra stuff here. Okay. Hmm. I don't because I don't know, like, the skill list for Cthulhu super spectacularly. Cool. Um, you're going to see a couple of boats that are out farther in the water that are clearly fishing boats. They have, you know, big nets, and their masts are all hung up, and there's... Uh, the hell, trawlers? Those things, they got the big things that hang off the back. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I know boat terms, nautical terms. You see the big lighthouse that that artsy fellow wouldn't stop talking about? It's kind of out in the middle of the the water here a little bit. There's a, a couple of what look like factories that have docks where clearly this is where the fish, the fishing boats would come in and then unload and go up and down, uh, go up and process all of their catches. You see a market that you walked past a couple of blocks back. Um, and then here on the, the what passes for a boardwalk, there are a couple of restaurants that serve the fishermen and the people that work in the, the nearby area. Um, and just like little common goods stores. Okay. I think he, uh, he might go into, uh, into the nearest store, the store nearest the, you know, Saloon slash hall, if we are in that general area of town. Okay, next door. Yeah, as somebody who has made their living, uh, for better or for worse, off of gambling, even when it was illegal, and drinking, even when it was illegal, you know the signs to look for to, to find these places. Excellent. Oh, which one was Oop, that? We dropped somebody. We lost a... Yark again. Yeah. Jark. No matter. A site greets you as you are very familiar with walking into one of these little saloons, and that is of everybody in the bar turning to face the door when it opens. Mm, you know, pause for a second, scan the room, cock his head to the left, and uh, stroll on in. Head up to the to uh, wherever the bar is. No, that's not a bar, because prohibition's a thing, right? Whoops. Head up. Yeah. Well, it there very easily could still be a bar because it's not like they're going to remodel their entire yeah. place. Um, lots of people here with bulgy eyes, most of them larger in stature. They're not wearing nearly as many uh, heavy clothes because they're indoors, but you see lots of heavy heavy jackets and hats and a fair few just very bald, liver spotted people in here. So- Oh, uh, howdy, sir. If you don't mind, I'd take a uh, a nice glass of Coca-Cola. 
Have you given it yet? Oh, shit. Ah, anachronisms. Yeah, yeah it's been out for several decades. Is this one that had the cocaine in it? Uh, yes. <laughs> it was still yes. 1890s. Oh, yes. I was... I want to have the uh Yeah, give me a line of Coca Cola distilled down into a sort of caramel cocaine sludge if you don't mind. Delicious. <laughs> uh he goes off to the side and into a little cooler, a little ice chest, and pulls out a Coca Cola and he comes over and he puts it down in front of you. And I don't know, what are they like twenty dollars? <laughs> Like a nickel, probably. He charges you an error appropriate amount. Um, it would be five cents. Bottles were yes. sold at five cents and had no fixed duration, leading to the fixed price of Coca Cola from 1886 to 1959. I Knowledge. Saw, I just saw a star go by out my window and it said, The more you know under it. Yeah. Art. <laughs> He'll pay him um, with a buffalo nickel made until 1938. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> He'll just take your coin and put it in his pocket. Brings a fine dressed gentleman like yourself around here. There's a wharf oh. cat somewhere in the, the background. Hmm, well, like seeing all the parts of the country. I'm from down south, but I come up north. Me people see how the other, you know, other half of the country lives. Right. <sighs> well, I was just getting settled. I was looking for a. I don't know. I mean, I'm new in town, and I like to be sociable. Is there anywhere where a man might have a, I don't know, play occasional sporting game? But you know, more where you sit down and. Shuffle little pieces of cardboard. Roll me your your charm here, and we'll see how how well they take to you. Just no, oh, yeah. It takes a moment for this guy to take you in, clearly evaluating you to try and see if you are some kind of cop. Because if you were a cop, you would have to tell him. Indeed. Luckily, my vocal nature has has plied him to my calls. After a moment of him evaluating you, he's going to look past you to a, a group of guys that were sitting at a table and give a small head nod in their direction. As you turn and look, you will see that one of the guys pulls out from under like on top of his thigh, basically a deck of cards and the other guys pick up their hats and put them back on their heads. And underneath their hats are not quite refined poker chips like you're used to, but clearly uh, like pieces of wood that are in, in the circular shape and they're painted in different colors. to denote some kind of value of some kind. Uh-huh. And they're not playing openly. This is just sort of like the high sign. Yeah, some stranger came in and they put their hats over top of their chips and they stashed the deck. Ah. They're just kind of like, you know, nothing to see here. No open gambling. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, thank you kindly, good bartender. And 
I mean, of course, uh, uh, tender of the, uh, the house here and whatnot. I'll catch you on the other side. And he'll turn and walk over and, uh, stand up, stand in front of the, uh, the table there. Howdy, gentlemen. These look like much younger folks than a lot of the people that you have seen. They are strong built, look a lot like Daniel. Clearly people who do a lot of manual labor. Not somebody who's a little more cushy like yourself. Well, I hope you would, uh, do me the, do me the honor of allowing me to sit here tonight with y'all, uh, or this morning, I guess, as it were. It kind of rolls together sometimes, and I don't know. Twitter away the day. Well, as long as your money doesn't Twitter away too quickly, we can see what happens. Oh, that sounds like my kind of people. Oh, well, I'm not too cheap or anything. I don't hold the buffalo nickel till the buffalo on its streams. Let's go. And with that, they uh, they find you a, a bit of chips for some money. They explain the different denominations and how they're they're doing it. And you guys begin to play some cards. Um, are you intending to, to win a bunch of money off these people? Do you want to just break even? Do you want to get information out of them while they're doing this? Do you... I kind of want to break even and apply them for information to see how they're doing it. Get a feel for them. You know, how much is there? I want to know how deep the water is. Okay. Uh, are you cheating? Uh, no. I'm not sure. We're not currently cheating. <laughs> We've not yet. We've not yet hit the overdrive button. I feel like that's an important distinction in this situation. Um, sure. Let's have like uh psychology persuade. I don't know, whatever you think is appropriate for you to roll in this situation. I would like psychology because you got to learn to read the people's faces. You know. Sure. We'll see how we do. Oh yeah. So there's not a deep, dense, dark gambling circle here. There are a couple of people that like to play uh, on the regular. They'll get together. They'll bet more heavily and freely when they just come back with the boat and everybody has their fresh paychecks from the, you know, the shipment of fish, that kind of thing. Right. That, that bet sounds a lot more lively when they're when all the ships come in, as it were. And and when is that next one scheduled to dock? Turn and look out the window. Should be shouldn't be too long, maybe another day or two. Day or two. Well well that sounds good. Maybe we all need to go up together then and uh, if you've lied to me of my load, you can play with some of the big boys and if it goes the other way, well I I, I might be introduced to the uh the fishing clientele of this wonderful little seaside town. Uh, let me get you some names for these three guys. Does Tom, Dick, and Harry work? <laughs> I mean, sure. This is supposed to be a, a fun game with no serious connotations to it. So Tom, Dick, and Harry will be just fine. And you begin to to while away your morning and early afternoon here. Uh after a round where you lose particularly spectacularly, uh, they do buy you an actual drink that you've also learned that you can get here because you know now you're here with the locals. Well, my goodness, gentlemen, I'm absolutely scandalized. 
while also being very, very just, just impressed by your generosity. And here, I, I was raised in the South. I thought all these Yankees up here. I'd heard so many disparaging comments and dispersions upon your character. I'm so pleasantly surprised to find out that I was in the wrong. I apologize for even being tempted to believe such nonsense. One of the guys says that we do stuff a little different here in Innsmouth. It's got a little bit of a, a sinister connotation to it. And one of the other guys kind of gives him a look like, and then they begin dealing you out again. I think over time he would inquire. I don't know if you wanted to end the scene there, but uh, he'd uh, push on it. You, can you push on a little bit? Yeah. Right. So he's a look at the cards he's got. What do you mean by, I mean, different. I mean, everywhere is different, right? I mean, what does that mean? Like, uh, I've heard something about a particular way you make a crab roll. It's very important. They kind of look to each other a little bit, look around the room to see if anybody else is really paying them a lot of attention. But you're a very charismatic fellow. You've been, perhaps more importantly than being charismatic, you've been losing some money. And they've been enjoying that. And let's say this, we're a small town. Mister, we're not real familiar with anything outside of here. So, sure. My man at the bar didn't sell you that drink. He sold you a bottle cap. Just so happened that the bottle cap was attached to a bottle. How <laughs> loud that's, that's pretty good. That's a, that's a pretty good one. <sighs> the only thing different about that being down south is a person saying I might be a simple country lawyer before before rolling into their uh, legalistic interpretation of our current uh, laws from the benefactor of our government. I guess I should politely say. There's a lot of long words in there. We're not the humble fishermen. All right. Well, in that case, I would just say thank you very much, and I appreciate your hospitality. It seems to know no bounds. Shall we continue to play cards? We shall. You still got money left, right? I got a little bit. And then you guys will continue to play cards for a little bit. Um. Wilfred, what are you doing after your wonderful breakfast with a very charming and uh, beautiful and uh, other positive descriptors for Miss Sarah Collins? Actually, Mrs. Sarah Collins. It is Sarah Collins. So Wilfred is going to politely excuse himself after a time. He is going to get his sketchbook and his bag with his paints, his special box, his, his artistic utensils, and he is going to... Uh, see if he can get a good vista on the beach and do a sketch. Sure, just taking a walk. Yeah, taking a walk. The crisp December air. Too many little sheets open here. Uh, do you want to make a dice roll of some kind? I love making dice rolls. I love making dice rolls too. They're great. Um. Oh, I know just the one I should make. Perfect. <laughs> I will say that you're allowed to spend uh, 67 points of luck if you want to make that navigate roll into a success. No, let's let's get lost. That's how good art happens. That is how good art happens. 
walking down or by the beach. Uh, no, fuck it. Okay. Um, you're going to spot the lighthouse because obviously it's super easy. It's huge. But it seems to be that between where the lighthouse is and where the land is at the current tide, it you can't just walk across. You would need to take a, a boat or swim to get across to it. Instead, you could go over when it's low tide and then uh, presumably walk across the wet, slimy rocks. But you also notice that there's a, a bit of a cliff face on the other side, not on the other side, but like the the land stretches out to the left where the lighthouse is. And there's a rocky outcropping that you can get up on top of on the right. And oh, that would be perfect. We'll go there. You climb up there, and there's uh. Let's have you roll. Listen, just because I like to give you guys lots of boxes that you can potentially check, and then get skills so that I can. There you go. Check that box. As you get up there, it's it's beautiful. The grass is nice. It's more dirt and rock rather than sand and just beach driftwood mush. Gross. Um. But you hear the sound of crashing waves that sound a lot closer than they're supposed to be. And it gives this eerie sound, kind of as though somebody was uh, taking a deep inhale and then a deep exhale. But you can hear the water crashing underneath of it. And as you explore on this little hill outcropping, you're going to find a couple of... um, they're not chasms. What's they're, they're holes, but they're long, oblong, oval-ish. That are four of them in a row next to each other, and you can hear the sound of these waves crashing coming out of it. And as you look out over the water towards the lighthouse, it's just picturesque. I'm going to set up my easel and my sketchbook right here, and I'm going to start sketching. I need I need to get this on paper. And so you begin, and after some time, you fall into the the practice and repetitive motions of your art and your sketching and your stuff, and you don't even really realize that your breathing comes in time to the water crashing below you. It's very calming and tranquil. As it should be. As, As it should be. Cora, do you go back to the house after your meeting in the morning, or do you? What's your plan of action? Uh, no, I think she kind of wants to walk around the the town a bit and kind of get her bearings in the the daylight. Um, you know, find the library, the post office, the the you know general store, entertainment places, theater. Easy enough to find. Uh, which of the places in particular would you like to stop by first? Uh, library. The perfect place for a Call of Cthulhu characters to go. Mm-hmm. What could go wrong at the library? Oh, Nothing and she also has to find the church. Obviously, we have to find the church as well, but library first. Obviously. You have a couple of days before it's time for Sunday. Mm-hmm. The library is pretty easy to find. Uh, in particular, uh, matron 
it was a patron we called it, right? Matron Peyton is able to give you directions in case you wanted to check up on the local history or anything like that. Um, easy to find. It's not a very well-kept building, but it's solid. Uh, no real ornamental aspects to it on the outside. You can see that there was a... Uh, like a steeple to it that would have had maybe like a bell or something along those lines. Maybe this was an old schoolhouse, but that is no longer there. It's just, but the, the big square, almost chimney with the, the pointed rooftop on top of that is still there. Mm-hmm. Inside, not nearly as exciting as you would have hoped for a person majoring in education. Hmm. There is a little desk, and there's a older gentleman that is sitting there. He is asleep, or at least very much looks like it. His eyes are are very closed to where, if he is seeing you, it's only through the slimmest of margins. His beard is patchy and kind of comes down and just like almost like seaweed off of his chin. He's wearing just the uh, just normal fashion, maybe a little a couple of years out of date, and just the rolls of his skin bunch up at his neck as his head is pitched forward. Uh, I'm not going to disturb him. I think I'm just going to try to find the section of the library and try to find uh, a book about the history of Innsmouth. I think uh, now that I'm here, I really need to brush up on that history. Sure. Do you want to roll your library use roll that you're very good at? Yeah. Oh my word. I told you I knew the Dewey Decimal System down. <laughs> Had it. Dewey Decimal. Do we ever? <laughs> right? Do we ever? Cool. Uh what the fuck do I do with a one? Great. Um <laughs> You're easily able to find a written history of Insmith, which thankfully you as the player are much more familiar with than your character mm-hmm. needs to know. Mm-hmm. You will also find uh, like a genealogy book that has some of the families of the city, not cities, families of the town that has names of, you know, children, who they were married to, and all of that information. If you care to learn it or check it out, yeah, yeah, uh, um, no. yeah, no, I'll, I'll peruse that one too. Yeah, sure. Uh, how much Latin do you have? Oh, you have a lot of Latin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find a strange book because obviously this is a Cthulhu game, and you extreme credit a a role in a library. Um. This book is written in Latin. It is not like spine out on the shelves like it's supposed to be. It is the uh, the page side towards you, horizontal. It seems like it is stashed somewhere that you just kind of accidentally found. That maybe isn't even a library book. Maybe this is somebody's personal book that was left here by accident. Hmm. I was trying to to figure out that name, but I guess I'm going to have to uh, study it a bit more. 
Yeah, it's a shame. You know, you wouldn't want to bother the librarian. You just kind of put that in your under your arm here with your trashy <laughs> romance novel. <laughs> um, is there anything else you would want here? Because I'm sure that between the three of those books, the player can find whatever it is she's after, unless there's something else. Because you did roll a one. Um, I mean, is there any kind of uh like? Artwork on the walls that's labeled any anything at all artifact wise that's housed in the library about that that's significant to the town. There are a couple of pieces of artwork. Um, one of the founder that you whose name you not the founder but uh, the most important person, Captain Marsh uh, mm-hmm. Walsh. Sorry, not Marsh. We were talking about accents earlier. Th- mm-hmm. Threw me off. Um, so there's a picture of what he looks like. There, not a picture, a painting. Um, you can find a uh, an actual picture of who you can, with the genealogy book, find out is his wife. She's wearing this gold tiara. Mm-hmm. Or at least you assume it's gold. We, we can't have black and white, but mm-hmm. what else would it be? Um, mm-hmm. You find some pictures of pictures and paintings of some of the boats that have been docked here over the years. And like, Oh, you know, this year, this guy brought in, you know, record making halls, all of that kind of stuff. You are welcome to draw on a great deal of non supernatural player knowledge for the time being of really whatever you want about this town. Okay. All right. Um, I think um, I'm going to take the, the history book, the genealogy book, and the, the Latin book I found. I'm going to make a note saying who I am, and then I'm going to borrow these books, and I'll bring them back in a few days, and I'm just going to leave it at the desk, and I'm going to walk out. What could possibly go wrong? I'm the, the new the new school teacher in town. Surely I don't have to check books out. Come on. They just need to know where it is, just yeah, in case. Yeah, exactly. Bring them back. Yeah. Going back to your room and starting reading then, or...? Um, I don't know. I, I don't really want to go back to Ms. Klepps. It's kind of, ooh. um, is there perhaps like a, a place to like maybe have like, um, like lunch or tea or something? Yeah. Maybe I can sit and read while I enjoy that, you know, out in the town. Yeah. You are easily able to find some little wonderful restaurant or something where you can just kind of read out in the. In the world. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's what I'd like to do. Roll your Latin just so that we can have that nice number rolled uh, for later on. Oh. oh, boy. I just needed a moment to concentrate. I just need a moment. So uh, we'll discuss the extreme five on your Latin roll and what that means that you get out of this uh, this book here. Mm-hmm. Uh, between now and the next time we play, because, okay. uh, you know... You can't trust your players because everything is off the beaten path the moment you put dice in their hands. <laughs> Surely I won't lose any sanity points reading this book. Not I, a one. <laughs> I am sure that nothing bad can happen. Yes. yes. And then I guess we'll we'll wrap on Greta and Daniel. Coming back to Greta's place, or do you go somewhere else after your shopping? Oh no, I'm gonna start making this fish stew for dinner. I, I want to get to church. All right. Well, 
Daniel will go with Greta back to the house, um, help with um, scaling the fish or something, and uh, wait for Cora to come back, because he doesn't know what to do in town. Greta, you will notice that he is very adept at handling these fish. Fisherman. Good, 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 good. Greta doesn't say much. She just, as she's working, she kind of hums and haws and makes weird little noises, clears her throat out, sniffs, and just silently works. Daniel, do you try and get anything out of her, or you just go about your business? No, he um, just starts humming tunes to himself while he's gutting fish, deboning, scaling, you know, all the normal fish stuff. Is it a particular song? Maybe something that was sung to him as a child or something along those lines? Uh, no, it's actually a, um, like a, a working song that you would sing while working, but is not exactly polite for, uh, the, the fairer sex. <laughs> And you'll just hear Greta just grumble disapprovingly because she knows what that means. Well, he's being polite and not saying the words. Pray for you. Pray for you later. It is a song you are familiar with, Greta, because the fishermen of Innsmouth also know that song. Mm hmm. Figures. Trying to think there's anything else I want to skip to before wrapping it up for this evening. Unless somebody else has something they want to specifically do. Nope, I have art. I'm good. You do have art. Alright. And with that, as we leave our... Uh, we can't even really call them investigators because they're not necessarily investigating anything quite yet. Um, as we leave our, our five wayward new residence to Innsmouth. Uh, we will come back next time with hopefully more creepy shit happening. Gotta ramp it up so that we've actually done in a reasonable time instead of 16 episodes like we did for Alien. I don't recall anybody complaining about that. That's true, but the goal was to get it out before Christmas. So, Alright. Alright. <laughs> It's right. hard to ramp things up when nobody notices anything or sees anything yeah. or Yo. hears anything. Yeah. <laughs> I did for what, four rolls, maybe five? <laughs> Zero successes. Yeah. yeah. So much for being able to like level up our skills. Yeah. Well, I did three successful rolls, so I made a I level those up in between games, right? Yeah, you can just level them okay. up. Whatever. Um, we're just hogging all the good uh the good luck over there. Am I? Hmm. Yeah. Good. I need that luck. Yeah. If you guys want to go ahead and do, we can do that since kind of. If you guys got time, you can. Just... Right. We roll, and if we fail, we then roll a d10 and add that. And we have to yep. fail this yep. one. Spot hidden just got a lot better. Um, yeah, sure. So, so I roll a. Uh, am I rolling this? I got a little lost in there. Oop. So what happens is if you. Oh. If you rolled something, 
and succeeded, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Then um, you want to roll. You you would put a check mark next to it. Now it's after the game, so you roll that skill again. If you fail, you'll roll one d ten and add that to your skill. If you succeed, you add nothing. Okay, I did fail a roll. It was a, was a spot. No, no, no. D- the rolls you succeeded. Rolls, yeah. Oh, your, well, I said, okay. On your character sheet, I made sure to check mark your little boxes. Okay, so I listened, charmed, and psychologied. So, yes, so you're going to roll listen, charm, and psychology. And you want to fail them. And you want to okay. fail those rolls. Nailed it. Good okay. Job. Piss. Yep. Okay. Nailed it. Okay, so you're going to roll 2d10. What, 1d10 and then 1d10 again? Yeah. It's too late. Yeah, okay, so you're going to add two <laughs> points to listen and three points to charm. Yeah. Two points to listen. Yeah, and I got nine points to, to Latin. Woo! That's fantastic. What's it at now? 59. Nice. And I got four more for library of use. It's now at 84. God. <laughs> I can't believe I got like a 99 on art, my yeah. highest skill. <laughs> wow. <sighs> hey, didn't I? I think I failed to listen. And no, no. there's the first listen. It's the very first listen. Successful. Anytime you successfully use a skill in the game, check mark uh-huh. it, and then you re roll it, you want to fail that time. And then that's when you get to add points to it. Okay. Right. So I the very first listen roll you did, you succeeded. Because yeah. that's when you eavesdropped on Cora and Daniel. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I knocked it up to 47. That charm right. goes to 67, I think? 68. 68, because it was 3. But I remember I did, I did psychology, and I don't remember that being checked. So it should have been, right? It should have been, but you didn't check it. And so Bam checked it for you. But you, yeah. So he and you, you were successful. And I, and I, and I beat so the roll. Okay, yeah, so I'm there. Yeah. Get that one. Yeah. Jesus, I'm. Ugh, come on, John. Wake up. It's late. It's, <laughs> it's after eleven. You're a pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. a little pumpkin. A little pumpkin. We cool. So when do when's our next session? When are we doing the thing? Two weeks. Two, Two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Oh, Unless you want to do something next week, because Wilfred's just going to be painting. You'll find him neck deep in the water. Just well, Cotton's going painting. too. Right. I'm on a boat. Oh, He's on a boat. Two weeks. <sighs> two we'll, weeks. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Uh, let me get Craig out of here. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Uh, happy holidays, I guess. Holidays. Mm-hmm. Shit. Pa- Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Give us money. <laughs> <laughs> Give us the money. Se- <laughs> the season of giving, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs>